I didn't pitch very often, which didn't bother me at all. I knew I couldn't make it to the big leagues if I didn't get out on the mound and show the world what I had, but at the time, I didn't feel I had much. All I could think about is how bad things could go, even worse than they were. It's hard to pitch with fear. It was as if baseball's grim reaper was watching every time I took the mound. Most of the time he'd show up in little incarnations, like a black cat or a double that landed exactly on the foul line just when I thought I was going to have a clean outing. Lately, though, it seemed as if the baseball reaper had season tickets for front row seats to every park I played in. He never missed me pitch, sitting silently in the stands, sipping a Red Bull while waving a foam finger that said, "'Number one fan!' From the way he looked at me, I knew he couldn't wait to reach out and snatch my baseball career. Maybe I'm being a little dramatic, but I had never struggled before. I imagine a lot of guys who get drafted aren't used to struggling. I always knew it would happen, eventually, but I envisioned it to be more like turbulence than a fiery plane crash. The only solution I had was to bear down and work through it. I spent hours on the practice mound refining my delivery. I tried to bend my breaking ball, hasten my fastball, and change my change-up. I even tried sports meditation, which had me standing on the mound with my eyes closed, visualizing myself pitching better. I'd picture myself standing on the mound in the heat of battle, with my hair being tussled by a breeze blowing purely for the sake of making me look sexy. At my feet would be the corpses of dragons, ninjas, and Chuck Norris. My pecs would barely fit into my uniform, and I would pitch with a huge sword strapped to my back. I would laugh at batters as they feebly limped to the plate, my voice deep like thunder. I would crush the hitters, see them driven before me, hear the lamentations of their dugouts. I enjoyed the visualizations, maybe a little too much, and would stop only when I felt I'd centered myself, or after one of my teammates hit me in the nuts with the rosin bag while my eyes were closed. Come the second half of the season, things were still going bad. My voice was no deeper, and it was all I could do to keep the baseball reaper's blade from my neck. The only positive note was that all the team's prospects were promoted to double-A. A fresh pack of less talented replacements were promoted, filling in vacant spots and allowing me to blend in. In our first month together, the new squad fell apart. We tumbled from first place in the league all the way to dead last on a twenty-game losing skid. Our manager tried every combination to reverse the streak, but we thwarted them all. We lost on errors and home runs, in extra-inning heartbreakers and first-inning blowouts, and on bad calls and blown saves. We even managed to walk in the winning run. Sometimes it was bad luck. Other times we looked like the Lake Elsinore Circus. Fans stopped sitting down the first baseline because the shortstop threw so many balls into the stands. The pitching staff agreed we might as well pitch to the backstop since all our efforts ended up there anyway. We hit so badly you'd think the batting coach had Tourette's. 
Mix in a lion tamer and a tightrope, and we could have put a tent over the place. Other guys began to see the baseball reaper as well. Haunted and paranoid, we strugglers took refuge in the rear of the bullpen, discussing what we'd do after being released. I told everyone I was going to join the circus because it'd remind me of life in the miners. Another guy said he was going to become an executioner because at least he'd feel like he was getting even. No matter how badly we did, we were still on course for the playoffs. We looked forward to it like a root canal. The second half of the season was a disaster we couldn't wait to see end. Instead of looking at the postseason as a chance to win some jewelry, a chance for redemption, it was extra days of ass-kicking. We were phonies who hadn't earned our own playoff berth, being rewarded for the efforts of the first-half guys who weren't even around anymore. When we arrived in our first playoff series, the most amazing thing happened.